0: Hi there and welcome to episode 44 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Bryan, apparently just now known as Mrs. ADHD's husband because I was stupid enough to ask our listeners to vote on a new Instagram name for myself. <laughs> and as usual, I'm joined by the man who made Sleeping Beauty press snooze for a few more years, Dr. Alex Connor. Alex, hi.
1: Word to your mother, James.
0: Word to my mother, by she yeah. a letter to you. Is Sylvia from Kilimanjaro written a letter to you, Al. Um, You've done done that one before, I think. It's topical, I suppose. How are you anyway, you cockwomble?
1: I'm blooming well, thank you. Yeah, really good. As Um, as always. As always, excellent. This podcast is being listened to, and that number keeps increasing. Like, honestly, it's it's ridiculous. There's now, in your terms, James, silly numbers of people (laughs) with us, and we like it. But why? We do not know. One of them, James, sent us a letter. (laughs) <laughs> that's on. right that's right james it's from i uh, just checking it's a, from a robert from kiddo it says i've just listened to the prison. i can't do this i've just listened to the prisms episode and it was ironic because james and then just a lot of the letters redacted out and then at the end it just says and now he's banned from within 50 meters of any oliver bonas shop so thanks robert that's not not surprising at all i've got a real letter can i read it out no nope. It's quite an honest one. Okay, um, well, go from,
0: because th- if this one's actually real, then, then yeah, you can. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah
1: it is. Okay. This one is. Uh, it's from Chris, because I asked, and one bit of it's interesting. Well, it's all interesting, but yeah, you'll see. Uh, hello, James and Alex. I wanted to send you this letter to thank you and extend my appreci- appreciation of your podcast and organisation. I keenly hope it won't be lost in the mail and that it'll reach you intact and with my handwriting still legible. I mean, Chris emailed this. I found your podcast on Spotify about three weeks before I got my official diagnosis. Congratulations. Both then, then and now I find your handling of science information, James, and personal reflection uh, separately to be optimally helpful and in stark contrast to many other podcasts on ADHD. While at first I found your report a bit uncomfortable, it has grown on me, especially to the, in contrast to the positivity and credulence of the rest of them. or credibility I guess after listening to so many superpower talking types and the like I can thoroughly appreciate you both repeating you can't you can't do it endlessly (laughs) you made me laugh so thanks but no thanks for the fact that I've started speaking in a British accent while composing this and even almost signed off for the name of an old television show Chris I love that. The uncomfortable thing really got, got us, didn't it, James? I, I, I
0: do, yeah. I, I think the only mistake in that was you should have said lack
1: of rapport because we don't have any, do we, to be honest? No, and it's just banter. It's just jokes. James is, in fact, in love and obsessed with me. No, no, no no, no, no,
0: no, it, no. It, 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 I mean, it's it's in a very real sense, utter loathing for you, Alex, and you know that. <laughs> I do. Yeah.
1: Right, um, we are... Yeah. Go on.
0: No, 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 no. carry on.
1: We are increasingly international. We now have a listener in at least 121 countries, and we think the new one is Fiji. Now, I know, for a
0: fact, I know for a fact you're making that up because we don't know what the new country is, Alex.
1: Fiji, I'm not. We are, of course, both bewildered and grateful I know, to all our listeners. So this week, we'd like to say a big boola to our Fijian listener, which apparently can mean both hello and welcome, which is efficient. Pitiful.
0: <laughs> pitiful Alex okay as usual this used condom sadly discarded in an alleyway outside a betting shop of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts we choose a theme last week we talked about ADHD and prisoners with the amazing Maria and this week we're focusing on something else I don't know why it says that because, of course, we're focused. Did you write that bit, Alex? We're focusing on something else. <laughs> I no, did. No, we're doing we're doing prisons again. Why not? Let's do that anyway. <laughs> it was good. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> we're, so, it, we're, so this is the the part of a double first part of a double fister where we're hey, talking about <laughs> we're talking about parenting with ADHD. And specifically in this episode, we're talking about being a mother with ADHD. Um, we're starting with mothers because, obviously, I mean, it's harder. It's it's, it's blatantly harder for mothers with adhd yeah and uh, we've got a special guest on jesse hi jesse
2: hello boys hello um, if, if i need to say something else because i know we have to do silly hellos but it's not from oh, me it's yeah. laura and dawn from oh, adhd I'm af oi oi that
1: wasn't
0: me. Oi, oi! That is was just, Laura I feel, and Dawn. Well, I'm right. going to speak to Lauren and Dawn, so I feel like that's ganging up on me. Yeah. Anyway, so the three, the three parts include some evidence-based psychoeducation about mothers with ADHD. Alex, you definitely wrote this. About mothers with ADHD. <laughs>
1: <That> doesn't <laughs> make it. any sense, does it?
0: Del- no, it doesn't. Delivered by the man ironically <laughs> no mother could love, Alex, a psychoeducation monkey. Our personal reflections aren't in any way relevant, so therefore we'll allow, allow Jesse to speak to us about being a mother with ADHD. And then the third and final bit, again, top tips, what the fuck am I going to offer? I mean, they're normally yeah. bad, but again, absolutely nothing from me. Um, so that really doesn't work. But we'll fudge it somehow, largely with Jesse providing some insight. And, and obviously most people have stopped listening by that anyway. So Alex, before you... Um, oh no we've already introduced you. again I, I jumped ahead in attention so yeah. I'll, I'll ignore that bit because jesse said hello so um jesse how are you and more importantly why would you agree to come on this absolute car crash of a podcast
2: well um first of all thank you for having me Pleasure. Um, You're
0: welcome.
2: how am i um i'm not okay neither are my kids neglected is the word <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've literally hyper-focused on this conversation that we're going to have about myself that I already know I've um <laughs> Alex will tell you I've written a dissertation in preparation <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah a lot redacted now though Look, oh. yeah
2: yeah yeah and I, I learned that word yesterday as well um <laughs> uh, really is that the right word anyway redacted, redacted. I've um I've not done the dissertation now and I'm not even going to read the script. Um, but I do want to say that this prod, pod, prod, <laughs> podcast preparation has highlighted to me and probably us there would probably in a better conversation about ADHD and learning difficulties, scripts, microphones, technology, answers to questions to shit me. <laughs> and I'll be much more emotionally involved in all that shit than my own children this week. <laughs> to, be, to
0: be fair, though, Alex struggles with scripts, microphones and technology. So this is clearly something... That affects at least two people that I now know. Yeah.
2: But all that aside, I did want to come on because um, I was like, hoping to get some sympathy um, <laughs> if I shared the struggles.
1: <laughs> <Bloody> <laughs> I'm right. pretty,
2: sure, yeah, pretty sure I'm not going to get any fun from James. Um, so, this is, say, <laughs> I I've obviously cre- in. <laughs>
0: I've, ov- I've obviously created a public persona that I have no sympathy. It's just for Alex. It's yeah, just yeah. Ev- everybody he, else. He's the nice one, really, in real I know, life. I know, I know. it's it's, it's this is all. I have been told
2: that, Alex. Alex, actually. But yeah, <laughs> maybe some sympathy from you, Alex. And your how many listeners you got? That's what's right. scaring me. Yeah. About twenty. Try it's not to it's about twenty, <laughs> but they just keep
0: it. they keep re listening, yeah. don't they? i yeah. woke
2: up thinking about it anyway um yeah and from that maybe hopefully some free child care or something <laughs> some help to get my life back together
0: we, we're in we're now in the pocket of big child care yeah we are yeah
2: <laughs> free child care it's important
0: yeah it is so so jesse how many kids have you got and how old are they
2: well i have two children one is a girl who well a young lady 17 and a boy who's eight
0: well, hi, hi to both of them. They're probably not listening. I mean, why would yeah. anyone listen? But well, hi to both of them. The
2: boy will probably burst through the door, even though he has been told all week, "This is the time. Don't speak to me. Don't grieve. <laughs> don't do anything." He will burst through the door, <laughs> honestly, because he'll forget, because he has ADHD. <laughs> I, I use the
0: same. I use the same approach with Mrs. ADHD. To be fair, most mm-hmm. of the time, don't don't speak to me. Just stay away from me. Right. Thank you for that, Jess. Now comes the boring bit from Alex. So go on, Alex. It bore us to death.
1: Thanks, James. Right, this bit is the psychoeducation bit, as always. Um, We're talking about aspects of ADHD that affect intersections again, or as I said to Jess yesterday, uh, James and I aren't intersexual. I meant intersectional. (laughs) Um, So James and I aren't, uh, we don't have this this intersection, do we? But what we're going to do is barge blindly past that fact, step out of our lane and pretend to know something. Yeah. We're not really. This is, this is what we sort of know. The first sentence probably isn't going to surprise anyone who listens to this podcast. There is very little robust research on parenting with ADHD, as everything tends to focus on parenting children who have ADHD. However, between a quarter and a half of ADHD children will have at least one ADHD parent. So we really th- should think about this more in research and in support.
0: Is, is that the stat? I mean, I, I know I've read, I've read papers and written talks on this, but I've forgotten because we do get a lot of messages saying that it's often because somebody recognises or somebody's child gets diagnosed, they then start thinking about themselves. And that kind of makes sense genetically, I suppose, doesn't it?
1: It does, yeah. And it's probably more than that. The, that stat is mostly based on diagnosed parents. So actually, it could be way more than a quarter of ADHD children having one parent. Could be way more. So most adult women with ADHD are not diagnosed. Most. Treatment and support definitely helps with most aspects. So already, there you've got a problem, right? Even with diagnosis and treatment, many of the aspects of parenting hit the exact buttons that we struggle with. Cultural expectations on mothers as well, to do the things ADHD people often struggle with, these are just higher on, than, than they are on dads. As you well know. Oh, be, behave yourself if you say, No, i It's so hard being a dad with ADHD, but it's definitely true that it's harder. It reminds me of when people say, well, when's International Men's Day on Women's Day? Every day is International (laughs) Men's Day. It really is, yeah. So there is a likely chance that if you are parenting and you have ADHD, one of your kids will have it too. So more ADHD, more problems. I wrote Mo and I couldn't say it. I, know,
0: I, was, I was waiting for you to... I, was I can't fucking, do it. I was. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, you're disappointed. I was just waiting for you to do that so I could rip the PSA to you. No so chance. You could, not bravely. Cowardly, Alex. Cowardly.
1: It's like when I wrapped the periodic table, you didn't like that either. <laughs> right, there was some research... Well, one study that suggested that infant years were highly problematic. I don't think that's massively shocking, such as lower parent sleep quality, fewer social supports. A second study suggested that mothers' um, ADHD symptoms led to problems with consistent discipline and issues giving supportive responses to, to a child's negative emotions. And this then led to high levels of reported home chaos. And that was when either they or their children had high levels of ADHD symptoms. Uh, When they looked at dads, it was only their own ADHD symptoms that predicted high levels of home care. That one's a bit embarrassing. So, dads a selfish shock. Mm -hmm. So in general, and this is probably obvious, while support for those executive function skills we struggle with can really help, getting a diagnosis, treatment and emotional acceptance, blah, 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 of your own ADHD as a mother seems to be key to more effective child-mother relationships. That is true for dads, of course.
0: So, I suppose the take-home message is, I can't have kids and you're rubbing your massive fertility in my face again, <laughs> Alex.
1: That's, that, that is clearly what's happening.
0: Actually, that's an image, you rubbing your fertility in my face that none of our listeners want to have in their brains, I imagine. No, don't even Okay, so, so, let's talk to an actual mother with ADHD we've already introduced, uh, Jesse. What are your thoughts on all the bullshit that Alex has just spouted?
2: Hmm. To be fair, <laughs> um, it's not all bullshit. I can totally relate to most of it, um especially when especially all of it actually the chaos the chaos, absolute chaos and consistency with boundaries I've always i'm better now, but as a younger mother to my daughter, I really struggled with that, and I'm pretty sure not to get too deep that's resulted in some attachment issues for her um but that's another podcast I can when i both of my children, after I had both my children in infant stages which I now know it, was ADHD exacerbated by my shitstorm of hormones, um, nearly broke me, nearly broke me. I was told I had postnatal depression both times, I was put on different antidepressants both times which basically made me into a zombie. And um, that's not great when you're trying to keep a tiny human alive, especially as a single mother. So that, that one resonates hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can relate as well to this whole pressure, the, the societal and the cu- cultural expectations on mums especially to be a perfect mum. So I, when I was writing my dissertation yesterday, <laughs> I found some research <laughs> <laughs> <So> basically, <laughs> um, yeah, it said that um, feeling pressure to be a perfect mo- mother relates to parental burnout and high levels of guilt and stress. And th- this is even without the added difficult- difficulties of ADHD. So it's everyone, isn't it? Yeah. So everybody in in our mm. in our society, culturally, yeah. so just being a mum, just being a mum. So um, yeah, I always thought it was my job to take the pressure off my partner whilst literally drowning. So that's something has to give, you know? And every time that's been my mental health and my relationships Hence, why I'm single, excuse me. uh, I've just been pissed off with doing it all, not being able to do it all, wanting a career, wanting to be a mum, trying to be an attentive partner and struggling day to day with ADHD.
0: Um, that's a lot, s- isn't it? it's is a lot
2: <laughs> yeah when when i uh, verbalize when when I've been completely hyper focused on this and thinking about it about it and pulling like my, my mind and my life apart and verbalizing it, it's a fucking lot And <laughs> um, yeah, um no wonder some of the things I've stumbled across in my life have happened yeah. um I'm not blaming being a mother and I'm not blaming a d h d but the combination of both has been. Has been tricky. Um, I think you can
1: blame ADHD, Jess. That's all right. It's an actual disorder.
2: Okay. You're so, so do your <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not getting involved. Okay. Um, but yeah, in reference to your last comment, you were saying about child with ADHD, adult with ADHD. My daughter has never been diagnosed because, as we're very well aware now, it presents much differently in girls. Yeah. Um, but my son, on the other hand, does tick the boxes for diagnostics. My dad actually said to me yesterday, I was um, doing a bit of prep with him, and he said, what, do you think? He's got ADHD, do you? I got really defensive. But he was just being ironic. Obviously, he has got ah, ADHD. He's an right, absolute okay. whirlwind. He, he yeah. is hyperactive. He's all the things boys are usually as an ADHD little boy. He doesn't concentrate. He hyper focuses. He's a whirlwind. he doesn't stop talking, dancing, singing, moving, completely impulsive. Anyway, um, he ticks all the boxes and that's a, an ADHD diagnosis, which thankfully for him and for me will likely be a much more rapid process. Mm. Um, and yeah, I totally agree. Diagnosis, treatment and emotional acceptance of my ADHD was the missing link for me in how I parent my children.
0: I, I mean, thanks so thanks so much for sharing that. <clears throat> Again, Alex um, wrote or tinkered with this script because it says thanks both, and that would indicate some kind of appreciation for Alex that I clearly <laughs> I did, don't yeah. have. So instead, I'll say thanks, Jessica. thanks, thanks, thanks Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> Changed for <that>. it from <laughs> thanks
1: Jess, to thanks yeah. both. Good one. No um, worries. <laughs> right, we'll take we'll
0: take a short break, and we'll be back in part two for some personal reflections, of which obviously I've got none. See you in a bit. <laughs>
1: Um, in five, (laughs) three, two, one, (laughs) hello, and welcome back to episode 44 of the ADHD adults podcast. We're talking in part two about personal reflections of being a parent in specifically being a mother with ADHD. Um, oh dear. Obviously I don't have any personal reflections. Uh, James, have you? Uh,
0: well, well, as we've already covered alex a i'm not female b i can't have kids did i mention that fact alex as you keep rubbing yeah. fertility in my face and we've got to do this for another episode where i have to have my my lack of children rubbed in my face but it's not it's not me obviously it's mrs adhc in fact i'm too fertile if anything mm-hmm. my sperm are just they're too powerful they probably punch yeah. holes in eggs or, or something yeah. so no i haven't and there's just one effects. of them they
1: there? like casper the friendly ghost yeah, he's
0: very lonely. Big one. Um, hmm. He just, he just, yeah, he just sits there um, waiting, I suppose. So no, no, no personal reflections for me. I think again, it's probably best if we go to Jessica for this bit, maybe.
1: And so, uh, what we really want to know: How does it feel for you, Jess, being a being a parent, being a mother with ADHD?
2: Well, I've got there's there's two different versions of me. I feel there is young parent me to my daughter. That's like the early two thousands, so quite a long time ago. And there's the older parent, me, to my son. He was born in 2013. And there's one pre-diagnosis and after diagnosis. So they're both quite different Uh and the same. So, yeah, I am often questioned why such an age gap. And, yes, there is two different fathers. Shock, horror. (laughs) But aside from the heartbreak of failed relationships, and maybe relevant to mention... I've mainly been a single mum for the last 17 years. Um, So being a young mum to my eldest who's 17 now, probably said that already, um, life at home was chaotic. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, Looking back, I can see why, because there was so much going on. I was really impulsive when I was younger. My impulsivity now is more internal, um, and I've learned how to manage it to an extent um but oh my god my poor daughter so I worked in hospitality unsociable hours 60 hours a week um I used to host students at the same time there's been times when I had my house full I had 10 students this before regulations (laughs) came in not even lying I had four Chinese guys in my living room And then I had another three upstairs in my daughter's bedroom, then one in the box room. I slept on the sofa. Anyway, that's just a bit of (laughs) insight.
0: I I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, after last week's week's podcast, I was just fighting the urge to say title of your sex tape.
1: (laughs) I I I think we said that in the break, James, last week, not in the actual podcast. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) I lose my train of thought. Yeah, um, and just being a younger mum, like kitchen parties, always socialising. I always took too much on. I never said no. I was a complete people pleaser, which is like that could be personality or ADHD or both. And all of this was taking care of a young child. Um, and on top of all this, my ADHD symptoms, which the main ones, I would say that would affect my parenting style or skills or my daughter, um, not being able to concentrate. Mm. I find it really difficult to read with my children. Oh, names. Yes. I get so bored. Oh, God. I get so bored. And they ask me a question and I don't even know where I am. Um, it happens a lot. My working memory um, is probably my main difficulty, I would say. Hence why I've got to write everything down all the time. I forget everything. Um, So that would impact my daughter a lot. I would forget parties. I would forget getting her school shoes or picking them up from her dad's or she'd have to go to school and her trainers. I'd just forget everything. Um, Time blindness was a massive one. Still is quite big for me. And particularly for my daughter, because we were always late for everything. We were late for school. We were late for appointments, trips, play dates. I was always late picking her up. And that, in turn, made her feel really anxious. Also, regulating my emotions. its mm. it is, That's bloody challenging for me. Mm. Not Particularly then. I have my moments now, sort of within my cycle. But... Um, I would get in such a state of overwhelm and I would literally just explode at her, at people and they wouldn't understand why. And that's because what's going on inside my head because of my ADHD and just you know the, the sensory stimulus. Um, however, <laughs> on a more positive note, <laughs> um, feel like I can give myself a rap- bad rap here. Um, being old, an older mum t- to my son, I am now armed with insight and knowledge and strategies that make mum life easier. And I was thinking about this. Yeah, you know, some of it is down to maturity (laughs) and the epiphanies that come with age. But (laughs) I would definitely say understanding myself and why I do the things I do has made me a more present parent, which is so important. I've calmed down that's because I'm running out of steam. So like I said before, my external hyperactivity is becoming more internal now. Um, But my main strategy is just to be honest and I communicate to my son and I explain to him why. So He's nearly nine now. So for example, sorry, I didn't listen to a word that you said and I snapped at you because you said mum. And that's because I've got loads of things going on in my head right now. And babe, it's nothing that you've done. It's totally me, um, which kind of sort of validates him and makes him understand that, you know, mum's not absolutely crazy and he hasn't done something wrong is the main thing. And that's really helpful. Um, my daughter just used to get snapped and shouted at from nowhere with no no explanation. That, that that approach is
0: actually really useful not just for children but for, for people in your life just explaining actually when something happens that it's because of your adhd but that takes confidence the other thing i'd say is alex stop typing with with the heaviness of an elephant stamping its feet on the ground because everybody can hear it <laughs> i was not i <laughs> i was making notes of of
1: new podcasts because jess keeps giving me ideas oh we could do that podcast next time sorry
2: (laughs) that's about four i've said now i think um (laughs) hey it's really bloody distracting alex stop it (laughs) exactly yes um so yeah basically just in a world where mums are supposed to be maternal whatever that means Mm. and able you know able to do things I also do things, tasks that perhaps come more readily to a neurotypical mum organisation, remembering, focusing, managing emotions, consistency, which is really important for kids, as I've now learned within my mental health degree, (laughs) and just being available. Um, So, yeah, part of being maternal for me means having the ability to be there emotionally Mm -hmm. for my kids but also wanting to be present <laughs> for you, my children. And both those statements have not always been possible for me. And that's been quite damaging before diagnosis. I bet. So, yeah.
0: Alex, you're next in the script, which I have to remind you of, because obviously you're not
1: looking at it. I know these things. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't know... Uh, I was I was just in the interest of time wondering which question I could ask because I've probably only got time for one, haven't I, James? And I think what I really want to know really is what's your day to day life like right now before, and how was it before and after motherhood for you?
2: Before, so before, if I'm brutally honest, and I know um, friends and family who will be listening to this, who know this about me, and some don't know this about me, I was completely lost in the realms of addiction. So I self-medicated from about the age of 13, 14 years old. Um, And when I had my daughter at, I was 25. So that, you know, that's 10, 11 years of this. Um, That definitely gave me the push to turn my life around. And now I understand the strong link between addiction and ADHD. So I don't, I used to really beat myself up about it. And I still have tendencies. I always will do. But now I understand that link. I can mitigate that more. Um, So basically, yeah, my life was a whirlwind before I had my daughter. And then when I had her, I I was like an unaware hormonal tsunami. Um, But I can safely say now it's more of a trickling stream. (laughs) And that is, I'm going to get fluffy with you, but that is because I've had therapy um, over the years, like EMDR, CBT, ACT. And regarding the ADHD, I've educated and coached myself, and I've reached out to others, and I've become much more mindful and accepting of myself. Fluff over. Yeah, but that's, that's it's really positive. Lovely. It's positive fluff. We like that. So, what, <laughs> yeah. so Jessica?
0: What's next for you? Do you do you know? You know um, no,
2: more you do you no more children. No more children. And to be able to concentrate fully on the ones that I do have would be great. <laughs> so, yeah. This whole this journey I've been on since um I've I've recently qualified as a mental health nurse. So it was one of my one one of my great grand ideas that I was gonna mm. do because I have a an interest in it, because it's something to do with myself, because <laughs> I have mental health. Um yeah, I decided to become a mental health nurse. So ADHD coaching and training to be an ADHD nurse specialist is next on my list because I really want to join the assessment army because I've got the training now um, and to relieve some of those enduring waiting lists. So just play my part in that a little bit. And then, and then, probably, and then dream of mine is to um, complete my psychology doctorate. So I would love to be a psychologist and go down the ADHD route with it. Um, And it feels within reach now because my headphone fell out (laughs) because Mm. I've got the confidence (laughs) to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because you've got ADHD doesn't mean you lack the ability to be an academic. It is a lot harder, don't get me wrong. But I was given reasonable adjustments at uni and I smashed a nursing degree. I didn't smash it. (laughs) My personal life literally crumbled, and I nearly quit full time a few times. But the take home point is that I did it. Um, And it sounds really cheesy, but finally at 42, I found my calling. You know, that self-actualization bit on the top of Maslow's Pyramid. You know that one? I'm there. I'm getting there. I want to support others and leave a mini mark of sound advice. (laughs) And kind impact in this fucked up world. Well,
0: I mean that's to be fair, that's lovely. In forty-two, you're a whippersnapper. I mean, I was yeah. what forty-six when I found my calling, which was just to give Alex abuse for the rest of his, <laughs> the rest of the years of his of his life. So short thank life. You so- thank you so much um for sharing that are you not asking another question alex because you mentioned something about just picking one question so if i can get I guess we, you speak, we if, go on if i can get you to speak less there's yeah. a chance the podcast will be more popular because i've looked at the statistics and and in the episodes where you do more talking we get fewer yeah. listens
1: so if i can just keep you quiet you know yeah there's, a, there's, there's a no way we'll that's have... there's no way you've done that but i bet that is true yeah. <laughs> Pro- probably <laughs> So just in the interest of time, I'd just quickly Jess, what, what's going on with you at, at the moment in coaching, for example, how do people get in touch?
2: So yeah, um, I've just started coaching. I've got some clients, that's quite cool. Um, it's got a real emphasis on mental wellbeing with my mental health background and my own experiences. Um, so I'm gonna put the blood, sweat and tears. I spent that um, uni qualifying during a bloody pandemic. That was stressful. Uh-huh. And my mental health nurse toolbox was much needed to use. And um, yeah, with my lived experience, I think I can create quite a good connection with my clients, which is really important aspect of coaching, as you guys know, because you do it. it. Um, So we have a lot of fun, basically. So yeah, anyway, there's a a link in in my bio. I hate fucking social media. I was off it for two years and I've come back on social media um, basically to put some food on the table for me and my children. Unless someone wants to send me some, it's fine. <laughs> and you will find me on um, yeah Instagram, Jesse B underscore ADHD Life Coach, and you'll find a link in there to get in contact.
1: Thank Probably. you. No time
0: yeah. for the game, fuck, James. Fuck off, Alex. There is time for the game. There's always time for the game. <laughs> so, so as usual, we're going to play a game of what's James Lost, Forgotten, or Done. That's basically fucking stupid this week. And again, because we've got a guest. You both get to pick an option. Again, Alex, you go last because I don't like you. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, very recently, in fact, um, Mrs. ADHD and I decided to start having a clear out of the house. And by the way, this, this really helps with mental health decluttering and getting rid of all that shit that we've gathered over the years through impulse purchasing um, is beneficial. We give it away on an app called Olio, which is a great app for getting rid of shit because people will collect fucking anything that you leave outside your doorstep. But what happens during this process of clearing stuff out, that is ADHD. So the first option is that I forgot mid-clear out that we were clearing out, leaving Mrs. ADHD to do it all herself. The second option is, and this sounds a bit niche, um, I threw away all my screws before realizing I really needed some screws. And the third option is that I made a pile of things to keep and forgot about it, leaving it outside, and it's actually still there now. So those are the three options, Jessica. Which one? I do you didn't listen. With? Amazing. I
2: didn't listen. <laughs> amazing. I listened I to the, <laughs> the, the, the app and I started thinking about this app and whether I should get it. <laughs> and I heard. Screws. Right.
1: Did he forget? Did he forget the whole thing? Did he throw away a bunch of screws or is there a pile of stuff he actually wants still out on his pavement? Because I write them down because I've got no memory.
2: Oh, um, he. The screw thing—he threw away the
1: screws. The screws, right? so You're going to screw with screws, Alex.
0: Alex, use your usual technique of trying to insult me to get to an answer.
1: I think the reason I think it isn't the screws is because the idea of you doing DIY and having screws is is remarkably laughable. I, <laughs> I d- don't think it was the pile of things to keep because you haven't got anything worth keeping. So it's that you forgot to do it and Mrs. ADHD had to do it all, as always, James.
2: Fuck, he's
0: got it
1: right. Yes! Yeah. I never win, Jess. I never win. No, yeah, well, we start. It, we st-
2: it wasn't much competition. It no, was exactly. Jessica wasn't listening.
1: <laughs> listening.
0: So, yeah, no, yeah, no, we, st- we started. And I did a good hour of cleaning stuff out and then just sat on the sofa and, and left Mrs. ADHD doing it. Oh, the rest of the that. Day. So, so yeah. um so I'm so on that devastating note, yes. that Alex has now got a win. We'll take a break and we'll come back for some. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna call them top tips, not for me anyway. We'll come back for the for the I suppose we'll call it spunk trumpeting again, the last part of the <laughs> podcast. So see you then,
1: Hello, welcome back to the ADHD Adults Podcast, episode 44. We're talking about parenting with ADHD. This is part one of a double header, James, where we're talking about mothers with ADHD, double header. Um, This is the traditional part where we give our top tips on being a mother with ADHD. James, top tip?
0: Stop shouting. There's a top tip. Stop shouting, Alex. Sorry. You're really, really loud, and it hurts my ears. Okay, good. my top tip, which obviously is incredibly useful, is maybe have less powerful sperm. I don't know.
1: That's about what I've got. <laughs> what That's
0: about good. you, Alex?
1: I mean, I, from the reason, obviously, I can't give, give top tips for advice. But if you are a mother with ADHD, you probably already know it's emotional acceptance, blah, blah, blah. But it's not just emotional acceptance that you have ADHD. It's emotional acceptance that society treats mothers differently, worse. And the only example I can give to accept that and and understand that you do have it worse is, is the look I get from colleagues, Jess, when I take my babies into work. It's, what a great dad. When I see mothers... Bring their babies into work. I don't get the same feeling from people that they're going. What a brilliant mother they're going. Well, why have you? Why are you combining these two roles? And I've seen it firsthand. So my, I think just trying. We're trying to change it, but to accept that life treats you worse than it does dads is probably the only thing I could say.
2: Yeah, and I struggle what? with that. That that acceptance. I can't accept that. No. <laughs> I, can't. no. I, I don't even know if I want to actually. But no. yeah, I'm kind of agree. But um. I would say as well, you hear about it getting banged on banged on about all the time and it's that fluffy stuff again, but yeah, self-acceptance and self-compassion about your ADHD mm-hmm. and both will make your ADHD days brighter and your parental mishaps easier to laugh at. I think laughter and just sort of having the, a bit of joke with yourself about stuff yeah. is cool. And just surround yourself with great, supportive people. Get a coach. <laughs>
0: yeah, but not yeah. Alex, obviously. <laughs> no, no, a no me. One. Get, okay. get me. Oh, that's, yeah, very good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
2: Did I just right. plug myself? Right then, well, that
0: brings us about to the end. We haven't got a product recommendation, maybe spermicidal lubricant in my case. So Mm -hmm. that was episode, not 45, Alex, in the script, episode 44, which is part one of a double fister about parenting for ADHD adults, um, being a mum with ADHD. So huge thanks to Jessica for coming on. Uh, Thank you so much for that.
2: That's okay. Can I I just need to do, do one real quick thing. I need to plug my mum (laughs) quite aptly. My mum's actually in Addenbrookes. She got took in two days ago um, and she is. So thank you to everyone in Adambrooks looking after her. And she's going off to Papworth to have heart surgery, um, possibly today. So I'm going straight there after here. But I just want to say hi, mum. Love you lots. And thanks to all the staff that are looking after her.
1: What's what's her name, Jess? Nikki. Good good luck, Nikki. Get well soon.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you for that. And thanks, okay, Jess. then.
0: Yeah, so if you enjoyed this, um, which you probably didn't, why not support the show on the <laughs> link? As otherwise, Alex is going to. Oh, you wrote this again. Otherwise, Alex, <laughs> is going, I changed it. Alex is going to have to start selling James's hair as a Halloween Boris Johnson wig.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Fuck's sake. Um, as usual, if you want to get in touch, contact us on the socials at ADHD Adult UK Until next time, goodbye.
1: Bye, all.
2: Bye. Class Claxon Big Claxon Trigger warning Claxon 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 Trigger warning